Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of Work Actually, a podcast created to delve into the reality behind certain jobs and careers and hear the truth from someone doing it. Whether that's a journalist or an athlete or a scriptwriter, even a small business owner, just hearing what the reality is and uncovering the highs and lows, positives and negatives, maybe even the real working hours and the routes to get into it. Now, I didn't expect to be launching this in the middle of a global coronavirus pandemic and understand that working lives have completely changed at the moment with an incredibly high number of people having lost their jobs. This first episode was recorded before the virus hit. However, I think it's really quite relevant still as I'm talking to a woman named Adele Marie Hartshorn. Adele is a qualified anxiety practitioner, an NLP practitioner, a yoga teacher and a life coach. And so a lot of what we talk about can really help people at the moment who are struggling. This was obviously, as I said, recorded before, so there might be some aspects of it that aren't as relevant at the moment. But fortunately, Adele is still able to do some work virtually with people all over the world, helping them, especially at this time, with anxieties and just stress and and feeling better about themselves. So I hope you enjoy the chat. When did this all start? Did you just know straight away, I want to be someone that helps people. I want to be in the wellness industry. I suppose it started when I was, you know, 15, 16. But the first thing that I went into doing was beauty therapy. I know that I wanted to help people. So doing the massage and the makeup. But also I had little self-belief. So I did beauty therapy because I just thought that that was my only option. Mm that I had to do. I didn't think that I was intelligent enough to go and do my um, A-levels and then move on to do a degree, which looking back, I'd probably do a degree in psychology and and do it that way. So during my adult life, I have self-educated in all of these in all of these mediums, really, and it's it's been a standing joke with my friends that I'm always on a course. So <laughs> I'm always on a course. I'm always reinvesting in myself. Well, that's great. So yeah, it's it's... A good thing and I, yeah I just really want to help people and I want to get as many tools as I can to help people be the happiest healthiest and best version of themselves possible but surely the fact that you reinvest in yourself all the time is kind of practicing what you preach that you obviously would say to people you know do what makes you happy all the time you know learn um look for interesting things that will stimulate that side of you Absolutely, yeah. I'm always learning. I'm always wanting to learn new new things, new skills. I am obsessed with how the brain works, how um, people behave and what comes before that human behavior. And mm. um, even the neuroscience aspect of things more recently, I've become really intrigued with because it's just getting back to the basics, understanding how the brain works so that you can change people and their lives, which there's nothing more rewarding, to be honest. Mm. I absolutely love what I do. And so, yeah, I think it's really important, actually, for us all to invest in ourselves because what's more important in life? Mm. So what's your average day? You've got so many things that you do. What would be an average day in your life, working Um, life? So um, it, it does vary, and I'm a person who likes a lot of variety in in their life. So, um, and I've worked my um, yeah my schedule so it allows me to have that variety. So I will teach maybe one yoga class a day. Um, no more really nowadays. Although I absolutely love teaching yoga, it's something that I'm good at, and it comes really easily to me. 
Um, and I'll never, ever stop doing it because I just love it. It's not, I don't want to teach more than one or maximum two classes a day because it really takes lots of energy out of out of a person, really. Um, and then, say, for example, I taught on Friday, I had four clients. I had one new client. When I see a new client, I, I had um, him for two hours, so it was an intake session. And then I had two clients via Zoom then, and that was an hour and a half each. So two girls who were struggling with anxiety and different parts of the country. And Zoom is an amazing thing. You know, you can speak to people all over the world. And so that was a really busy day. Mm. You know, for clients really is the maximum. I do, you know, occasionally I have to squeeze in more, but it takes so much out of you to to work, especially since I've niched myself with anxiety. You're dealing with trauma, you're dealing with Mm. abuse, Mm. you're dealing with um, all kinds of stuff that happens to people. So you need to make sure that you stay balanced. So um, keeping myself balanced is really important. So I need to give myself time to enable that to happen. Mm, and how do you stay balanced? Then? So I'm up at five or five thirty every morning. And is that quite a strict routine? Because I read all the time that if you have a strict kind of morning routine, it's better for you if you suffer with. Yeah, absolutely. I just find it like I all, I really do uh, practice what I preach. You know, I get up in the morning and now I've got myself up to. 45 minutes of meditation I started on 10 so if for the people that are listening who've never meditated before don't feel that you have to go into meditating for 45 minutes because it takes some time and practice yeah it's tough and focus as well you have to really train yourself to be that focused um, so start with 10 minutes every day if you're if you're um, wanting to start meditating but yeah I'll put like quarter past five nowadays um, and I do 45 minutes meditation and then I go to the gym normally go to the gym about four times a week or I'll have an early morning yoga practice if I'm not teaching an early morning yoga class. So yeah, for me then it's about uh, making a juice. So I always use pure celery juice after that and then get on with my day. Oh, I do school run in between, you know, (laughs) a school run, celery juice and then crack on with the day. Amazing. And so going back to when you were a a beautician um, and you didn't feel like you had the confidence to do much else what changed how did you get that confidence um so I was always really outgoing I was I could always talk to everybody I've always been super duper friendly you know I'd make friends with anybody sat on the train or bus next to me <laughs> it was just something that I think it was being brought up in a pub yeah I just got to be able to make small talk with people and I just really natural at it so I had the outer confidence but actually inside I was deeply insecure yeah so it's when I, I I then, um, I didn't stay in the beauty industry. I then went on bizarrely to do dancing and and modelling. I danced in clubs and travelled the world. And lived the most crazy life. Moved to London when I was 21. I I lived in Gran Canaria for a year and a half. um, From when I was 19 to 21. Then moved to London when I was 21 and just partied, had the time of my life, worked in clubs. So literally the opposite to what you do now. Yeah, literally opposite. But it was really interesting because then I was in a... A career where I was um, looking at all of these other amazingly beautiful women who had this massive self doubt, and they would like beat themselves up for having weight on them, mm. even though they didn't, and 
they would be really hard and judgmental to themselves. So I actually saw from an inside view on how women would really be so hard on themselves and put themselves down and really unnecessarily. So I feel that that journey that I went on actually gave me a deeper insight to enable me to do what I do mm, now. Really it, yeah, it is. So you started with weight loss, didn't you? Yeah. I started with weight loss. Weight loss was something for me that I was really passionate about. My mum was the third woman in the UK to have what was then stomach stapling. And it it was the old version of what would now be a gastric Gastric band. Um, And I was 10 years old and she nearly died. She was really, really poorly. So you saw her struggle with weight? Yeah, my whole family's got weight on them. Right. I was the only one who um, was different and... I understood from a really young age the correlation between um, what was going on in somebody's physical health and what was going on in their internal mind. Mm. Um, My mum suffered with low confidence. We lived in a pub, so um, there was alcohol and, you know, it was all social. It was lots of alcohol and food and... Mm. Um, she she just struggled. She then then I saw her also do the yo yo dieting thing, which was, I think it's really it's really typical. You know, so many people struggle with this blinking yo yo stuff. And back then it was like the Cambridge diet where there were so many. There, there was on shakes, and then she'd like the no fat diet, and it, she was always like going on this roundabout of starving herself depriving herself and then going you know like the other way and just going oh sod it this Mm. is too hard which Mm. is inevitably what happens with every single diet really if you don't change your mindset if you don't change what's going on in your inner world your outer world's not going to change well that comes across you know with all your training I guess in lots of ways but also how do you navigate an industry that's so saturated now especially with social media and the internet of people offering to help you and a bit like these yo-yo diets I guess Mm -hmm. of trying to one distinguish yourself you know, why should someone choose you to help with weight loss or anxiety or stress? And getting across that it's, you know, it's not just this quick fix. Yeah, I think, to be honest, that's a really good question. That is one thing that I've struggled with, you know, enabling people to understand why that they need me Mm. or to work on themselves because really we're living in a society where people want a quick fix they want to take a pill they just want that external resource to fix it exactly and they don't they're not aware of that they need to do the inner work they need to um set themselves uh, daily habits which will inevitably lead them to their long-term goal and i think that that's something that we well i need to i ha, i've got the responsibility to um make clear in my marketing and in my message really mm. so that people understand how important it is to work on themselves daily whether they do or not mm. <laughs> you know whether they want to do that or not is is a whole other conversation i think um were you able to help your mum I guess it must be so tough when it comes to family. Yeah, and even now, I mean, she's had two heart attacks now and uh, still struggles with her weight. And but she does juice, 
Um, she started she a few years ago she started to um, exercise and she was doing really well and then she had a bit of a trauma in well a big trauma in in her and my dad's life and this it was the her inability to manage her stress mm. that then sent her heart into something called arrhythmia where your heart beats out of rhythm mm. and I really believe that so many of my mum's health issues have come from the the not being able to manage um stress so that has been a another um I've got a lot to thank the mum for actually another <laughs> um what's the word that I'm looking for trigger for me to find out a, a little more well a lot more on how to manage stress and mm. help people to do that mm. so she does listen to a certain extent they live in Spain most of the time so I'm not with my mum daily but when I am it really I've taught her so much um she always says oh you're always right <laughs> it's we we have <laughs> we have the role reversal it's relationship it's a belief isn't it it's confidence oh my well it is and she uh, like she says oh I couldn't be that disciplined and I'm like really you can it's yeah. just that you tell yourself you can't yeah. and she's always got an excuse bless her sorry mom if you ever get to listen to this <laughs> I love you still <laughs> but we have a great time me and my mom and we've got a really great relationship um and I can just be really honest with her. Yeah. And she can be really honest with me. Recently, I've taught her some um, EFT, some um, emotional freedom technique, tapping on your body. Oh, yeah. Which changes the energy in your body. And she's really found that helpful. Oh, good. Um, and she will listen to my uh, meditations. And even now, I've got her listening to YouTube stuff. I've got her listening to, listening to Joe Dispenza and some of the neuroscience stuff. Oh, and, cool. and it's amazing, actually. She's like, oh... That's that. That was a good one, and you you know she really is starting to embrace it, and yeah, she's got she's got good health right now. So I'm hoping that it does keep dripping into mm. her, she her must mind. She's so proud of you, though, if she's seen you develop so. I mean, you're so qualified now. Talk us through some of the. So you're a qualified hypnotist. How does that play into your treatment? So um, <clears throat> I'll, t- I'll just start from the beginning so that you understand the journey. Yeah. Um, so I was in the fit, once I'd done with my dancing and modelling, I trained to be a personal trainer, and then group exercise fitness, so aerobics, um, body conditioning, mm-hmm. um, Pilates, then I got into the yoga aspect of it, I was already practising yoga myself, and then I did a three-year qualification in um, with the British Wheel of Yoga, Um because I just loved the way that yoga impacted not just the body, but the mind mm. and the emotions too. So I really embraced that. And then whilst I was doing that, I then started my life coach training. At that time, I was a single parent and my daughter was like three years old. So I've got quite a lot going on. I was teaching 24 classes. <sighs> Back to back, you know, 24, like aerobics classes. I was really fit back then. <laughs> um, like 24 classes, had a three-year-old, was doing a three-year yoga qualification. And then I started life coaching, which, you know, did a life coaching course. And then I saw how powerful that was and wanted more. I was just so hungry. Really? So I wanted, then I trained to do NLP and then I did NLP master practitioner. What's NLP? So neuro-linguistic programming. So it's like you compare it to conversational hypnosis. Right. And it, it is so, so powerful. I love NLP. Actually, I've read a lot. I think Paul McKenna Yeah, I'm trained things, in he? exactly the same way as right, Paul McKenna yeah. is. Um, he actually gave... I listened to something recently, and he did this analogy, which I thought was really funny. He said, you know, 
he's kind of a bit now anti, you know, just traditional therapy for long periods of time. He said, you don't take your car to a mechanic and ask, but why is it broken? But why is it broken? <laughs> you just want them to fix it. Exactly. And get the tools to fix it. Yeah, and then... yeah exactly that. And, I, you know, on my first intake session with my clients, I do get them to talk a little bit about how they come to be where they are. But to go back and keep talking about the crap that's gone on and that's happened to you in life is really not beneficial. Mm. And even from a neuroscience point of view, actually, you're... you're um, strengthening those neurological pathways so that you can access that negative emotion very very efficiently and mm. so that's not what we want to do we actually want to break that connection so mm. you can't a- access I call it an unresourceful emotional state mm. you want to be resourceful you want to tra- take make something new you want to create something new because you just do what you've always done and get what you've always got right and if you come to me when you're anx- anxious stressed overweight or feeling there then you don't want to keep doing the same old thoughts. You don't want to do the same process to enable you to get to that place. You want to create something new. And actually, change can happen really, really quickly. Transformation can happen in one session. Wow. And I always, I, that's the way that I work. My clients book in for six sessions. And then they might have the odd one after that, or if they're working, say, on business development or transition into something new, they maybe have one session, like a coaching session, Mm. to move them forward and progress them maybe once um, a month or every other week if they're really working on a big project. But in terms of the therapeutic coaching and the actual therapy, you don't need to keep going back over and over and over again. So in my sessions, I'll often use NLP, which is conversational, timeline therapy, where I get them to get my clients to stand up and create their own timeline. Mm. And they can actually put physical goals down into their timeline and walk up and down it. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so so much fun. And then I can pop them into hypnosis, which really, for me, I love popping them into hypnosis just for half an hour at the end of the session. Mm. So it enables everything that we've done and learned to drop into the unconscious mind. See, the unconscious mind holds 95% of the power. Most of us are living off 5% of the power of the brain, which really, it's like the tip, have a look at the iceberg, right? It's like that 5%, that little percent that's poking out of the water. Mm. And we're expecting us or ourselves to change in terms of say for example it's weight loss and you you're trying to change the behavior you're using that five percent of um brain power to change that whole behavior and that's why diets don't damn work because Mm. it's only five percent you've got to get in and tap into your unconscious mind Mm. and find out what's running those thoughts those and those behaviors for permanent change that's why I wrote a book called Permanent Weight Loss. Wow. <laughs> but how, you said it's easy for, for that to change? With the right therapist, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And this, is the, and this is the thing which at the moment kind of irks me a little bit. People, like, people think that they have to be in therapy for years when they've had some kind of trauma. It's absolute rubbish. And it drives me insane because there is, and I mean, I know there's some great counsellors and therapists out there, but also there is some that run a business model of people constantly coming back week after week after week. Which is really not the way that I work. Yeah. I want to empower you. I want to give you tools, and I want you to like carry on and go and smash your goals and live that dream life and live abundantly and happily. And yeah, 
life happens and it's not easy, but have the tools to build that resilience within your own mind. And then all is well. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can get a little bit passionate no, about amazing. it and I can I can start to really stand on my soapbox about it all, but you but know you can apply this to pretty much anything then, can't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I mean you have to kind of bracket sometimes to categorise so people think, right, I'll tackle this problem rather than everything, you know, weight loss or confidence. But it, it, you're basically saying for any pattern that you create, you can rewire. Yeah, it is literally like you have created a pattern inside of your mind and you you um, keep running that pattern. So, for example, there is a process to, that you get, that you, that you run to get happy. There's a process to get sad. You know, like you've got a process to get yourself fit, right? If you've got a gym... Uh, you know a gym um, schedule if you've got a gym program if you've got a fitness schedule you know your how you what your process is to get yourself really fit if you're running a marathon you know what you need to do to run that marathon Mm. it's the same thing as to get yourself happy to get yourself sad to get yourself depressed to get yourself anxious it's just programs that are running inside of your mind the whole time and you're just practicing them and you're just practicing them over and over and over and over again so if you're getting to where you don't want to be you've got to unprogram program that stuff and create a new program and if you're under 35 then good news is that you're that you're it's easier I'm rolling my eyes as I'm, <laughs> I'm now nearly 36 <laughs> does that mean there's no hope <laughs> no there's loads of hope I have like 70 odd year old clients but um you know it's much easier to treat people the younger they are and I just think that really this is why we need to get to our to the youth of today because there's so much stuff going on and they can be really really easily rewired Mm. and that's what we want to do it's like having a faulty circuit you know just let's rewire the whole nation and then we'll be happier and healthier and they won't need to take medication and what's your view on social media then especially in young people Mm. Because, you know, they're constantly probably comparing themselves all the time. So there's lots to talk about here. You could probably run a whole podcast on it. But there's a couple of things that I'd like to address whilst you're asking me. One is um, there's something inside of us which makes us either internally or externally verified. Now, many of us, and this is like a generalisation, but especially us women who need to be externally verified. So the way that knowing whether you're internally or externally verified is um, how do you know when you've done a good job? Well, if I get told that I've done a good job, that makes me feel great. Or there is some people that just know they've done a good job. I used to know somebody really well who was like, I just know I'm amazing at this. And people in this country really get um, that confidence mistaken for arrogance. Actually, it's not. It's been what's called internally verified. Mm. What we've done is we've trained the nation to be externally verified. So we're waiting for other people to tell us that we're good enough. We're waiting for other people to make us feel smart enough, to make us feel like we're doing a great job, when actually it really is our own job to verify ourselves. So what social media is doing... It's really training that external verification muscle, which is how many likes do we get? You know, how popular am I? How many followers have I got? 
which is really unhealthy long term. And also social media and being on your phone releases dopamine, but it's the not the right kind of dopamine, which actually creates happiness. Mm. And another thing, really, one of the six human needs is connection. And we're getting this false sense of connection from social media, which actually is very um, shallow and superficial. So this human need of love and connection is really not being met in a a deep, uh, meaningful way which human beings need. And so it is, I don't know what we've already created for ourselves and only the next few years will really show us um, what the outcome of of the culture has, has created. But I tell you something, I'm so glad there was no social media for me when I was a youngster. I think Facebook came in as I was travelling after uni, I remember. So just after, which... But it was still... I remember being... It was so powerful. Yeah. You know, I became addicted so quickly. Yeah, I think I was like 32, you know, when I first got um, Facebook. And now, I mean, that's 10 years ago. And I'm thinking, whoa, like like how it's grown and developed and Instagram and all of the others. Mm. And how the whole culture has changed around that. It is it has literally created a whole new culture, mm. don't you think? Oh, you know, absolutely. you know, from like everybody is on their phone. Everybody's got even um even colleagues I work with in their, you know, early twenties, they only ever meet people on apps. You know, you remember you used to just go out and meet people all the time. Yeah, absolutely. My daughter sits in her bedroom and FaceTimes all of her friends all night. Yeah, I know that, like, we used to sit on the phone with a phone cord and yeah, have yeah. to sit in the lounge with our parents back in But you in wouldn't have that instant access all the time. You, you know, can I use the phone? No. Mm. Can I, you know, you'd be given an allocation when yeah. you were It was, you know, a treat for an hour or something. You wouldn't be staring at the phone exactly. all night. Exactly. And that's, I don't... I don't think that's going to be a good thing long term. No. And I just think unless you consciously prepare your children to enable them to make sure that they're able to handle themselves in social situations Mm. by taking them out uh, and um, really, I'm going to say making, forcing them (laughs) to hang out with family members, to build those connections rather than being on their phone, then we're setting ourselves up for a culture of people who really do not know how to have relationships with real people in Mm. real time. So going back to your training, would you suggest kind of people having training before they get to kind of breakdown point, you know, and then learning, you know, actually there should be more teaching on just your internal coping mechanisms rather than feeling awful, going to a doctor, probably being put on pills. Don't Um, even get me started about the curriculum and how this should even be addressed mm. in who the hell needs algebra. Sorry, guys, if you're a maths teacher and still (laughs) teaching algebra, it is so outdated. The kids don't need it. What they need to understand is their mind-body connection. They need to understand what they're thinking is making them feel a certain way. You know, the rate of suicides, the rate of... Um, self-harm the rate of uh, medication for anxiety and depression is off the scale Mm. and yes we're talking about it more now but actually we're talking about it but nobody's doing anything about it from base layer Mm. you know base level so um, if anybody's listening who wants to bring me into their school to talk about this um, if you have access to young people I am so happy to come into any organization any school to teach people that 
they have the power over their own minds. Mm. If I knew when I was 14, 15 and 16 that what I was thinking was allowing me to feel a certain way, wow, I would be, you know, God knows only knows. Well, you... How would you be? You actually did work that out very early. Yeah, I did work it out very early, but I just think there was still lots of wasted time. Yeah. You know, and I could have been doing so much more. I mean, I'm already already doing quite a lot. This is your trait, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're sat in, just for context, we're sat in a huge house that you're developing into a massive state of the art yoga retreat, wellness. How many bedrooms? It will be 12, 12 yeah. bedrooms, beautiful studio. You've been doing this project. I know it's been stressful, but for... <laughs> three and a half years. Three and a half years. But, I mean, that's fantastic. Well, it, it is a vision. I just all, I just wanted a place to where people could come and heal. Mm. You know, I want to heal the world one person at a time. Mm. And that's why, for me, public speaking is a way of reaching out to... And rather than just one-to-one, I'm never going to get there through one-to-one. I need to speak to one-to-many. Um, so... Yes, this retreat will be amazing once it's done. <laughs> and what kind of public speaking do you do? So you go out to, I'm picturing kind of conference rooms and, you know, people who have signed up who are suffering with stress or... Yeah, I create my own events. Um, so I talk people through my programme. Uh, I've got a programme which I um, wrote, created, developed and teach called Transform for Life. It used to be a three-day program, but as soon as the retreat's open, it's going to be a four-day fully immersive program where people will come here. I will feed them. They will do gentle yoga. I'll teach them how to meditate. We do. We create a vision board, so it's really designing your life. You know, what do you really, really want from your life? Mm. And then not just setting goals. It's giving people the the belief structure and changing people's beliefs and cha- teaching people how to change their internal dialogue mm. which when you change when you master your thoughts you really do master your life and it's giving people the tools in an intense setting so that they can rewire their own brains it takes you know 72 hour period is a really great uh, period where people can make uh, life-changing and permanent transformation wow mm. and what what are come, some of the case studies that you know without naming names but the kind of success stories you see and oh wow <clears throat> so um there's a lady who went when she first came on transform for life she walked in and she lots of fibromyalgia going on actually recently so many people been um being diagnosed with this stuff and it really is uh, something yeah, stress related yeah absolutely yeah it is absolutely it is. Yeah. absolutely i think everything's stress related really everything is stress related it is it all comes from your mind yeah absolutely everything and it doesn't start overnight and, and it's just that it's manifested over 20 years when people are in the 40s and start to get diagnosed with this stuff mm. so she'd been on a painkillers she'd been on antidepressants um she'd she'd found herself in her town centre one day with a kitchen knife in a bag and didn't know how she got there and it frightened her to death. Um, she was she was a mum of a young girl and lived in a really, really toxic relationship. Um, the, the husband was cheating and uh, abusive and she was, a bless her, a lovely, lovely girl and, uh, yeah, she was in a really bad place. And really quickly, this was when I ran Transform for Life over a 10-week period, so we'd meet every week. 
and within the like the, the second session we all looked at her and we, we were like whoa what has happened to you she was like a different woman she changed some stuff nutritionally and still you know she's learned all about how um cha- changing her diet and the way that she eats has reduced the um, the pain in her body she takes no medication anymore oh, wow. she's now in a new relationship with somebody who absolutely adores her she finally found out what it is like to be treated properly she is managing her own pain she's a totally different person and I love that and we're actually friends you know where it's really nice um to see that because I see her transformation on you know on social media I do Mm. keep an eye on her and it's really really wonderful so that's just one of one of my case studies people who come to me and they are in a really bad place with anxiety um a recent girl she'd not been out of a house for years and she's been able to go out with her family for meals she's been able to start to pick up relationships and everything's changed for her you know, and that's because she's telling herself something different. Totally telling herself a different story. Because mm. many people are telling themselves that they can't heal or they don't believe that things can change. Mm. Well, you remember, if you re- ever believed in Santa Claus, how Santa Claus in your own mind was so real. You mm. knew he was coming down your <laughs> yeah. chimney. You believed that with every fibre of your being. Yeah. And the thing is, we're not challenging our beliefs. Yeah. So by not challenging your beliefs, you're doing the same stuff that you were convinced into believing as a kid. And you've most people have never even challenged their beliefs, so they don't know what they don't know. And how do they get that strength that it's going to work? I guess um, is that where you come in. Yeah, with... I, I, to be honest, there's there's a few people that kind of get get it and they get it on their own from maybe reading some self help books. But it really is for me having an accountability partner, having somebody who will hold you to that accountability to. If you're having a wobble, somebody who will who will be there and pull you up and say, "Hey, come on, you've got this," mm. because many many of us have been brought up without our parents or or whoever was bringing us up saying, "Yes, you're amazing, you got this, you got this." Mm. No, not many of us actually were born in that kind of, especially in the UK in that culture. No, you know, in it's more of an American based culture where where people around us are cheerleaders, yeah, cheerleaders and the what really want us to succeed. The way that our culture is... It's almost embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. It's too loud. Exactly. It's stiff upper lip and come on, crack on, you'll you'll be all right. You know, keep your mouth shut, get your head down, Mm. you know, stop whinging. You you know, stop being a a dolly daydream. Mm. Stop dreaming that life could be better. (laughs) You know, and this is how it is. And it's really sad, actually, that it's a real cultural thing. You know, when when I have spoken to people like Americans... um, that it's very very different in many places in in America it's a very cultural thing mm. whether we are being supported and support is absolutely key and if you don't have a community of people who will support you change your community mm. find a community of people who are positive and will support you on your journey into feeling feeling happier and healthier mm. that for me is priority because your community is really everything mm. So true. Yeah, it really is. You are, you are, you will become like the closest five people to you. Wow. And if you, your closest five people are moaning minis mm-hmm. and and negative and have really unhealthy lifestyles, that's what will happen to you too. So if that's you, then you know change your peer group. If you even if your family is not feeling 
Um, if, if they're not giving you positivity, then maybe just discreetly pull away a little bit. Mm. So um, you also train people now to treat anxiety, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that's pe- people who want to become you, I guess, and help yeah, people. I've, yeah, for any counsellors, coaches, yoga teachers, people who really want to help other people. So people already in that kind of wellness field and understand. Either that or people who have got some background in... Um, any kind of awareness, really. Mm. Yeah, so it's an online program that combines coaching, NLP, Eastern philosophies, and neuroscience. Mm-hmm. So it's an online home study program. And yeah, people, I, I, I created it last year, and my practitioners who are coming through the program now are already uh, treating their clients and helping their clients to overcome anxiety. Brilliant. Which is fab. I'm loving it. Really, really great. Yeah, I bet. That's so. That's great. You can actually give back, I guess, yeah, from absolutely. all your training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so for the future, if, for young people wanting to get into this, or, or maybe people wanting to career change, how? what do you think you need the qualities to work in the fields that you do? Um, I think that compassion and empathy is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, to have some kind of life experience and so that you know how it feels when people are not going through a good time. Sure. Um, I think that's really key. I think the openness and the to have a totally non-judgmental character. Mm. I always say to my clients when I start working with them, you can tell me anything that you want and you will not shock me. Mm. So that people feel that they can totally be open with you and tell you the the real core truth of of what is going on for them and they feel safe to, to enable to really open the hearts to you mm. which people always do even in a friendly situation people <laughs> yeah, that's will, something you were trying <laughs> yeah, yeah people say i don't know why i'm telling you this but <laughs> or i i'm so used to it yeah. um yeah and actually to have the determination as well because um, self-employedness is not always easy there's going to be ups and there's downs mm. um, it give, I love it because it gives me the freedom to do what I want to holiday when I want to travel when I want but you know sometimes yeah so you've got to have tenacity you've got to be tenacious you've got to um, have the staying power and you've also got to have the belief that you can help the client so Mm. if you want to help people if you want to contribute to the health and happiness of the planet then you're all good Mm. and not to get in it for the wrong reasons Mm. I guess helping themselves yeah I mean the thing is I don't know if there is is the wrong reasons to helping somebody um but maybe not you do help yourself I am I have to say I'm totally selfish Mm. you know all of this feeds my um, needs as well yeah. you know my need like if you have a look at the six human needs as well one of them is significance and this is you know one of my top human needs and I will admit this is to be significant mm. so now I get my significance from standing on stage and helping people mm. I get my significance of being important in the role of people's transformation mm. and um, I'm quite honest about that so yeah, it does, it does help me. And there's no better feeling than a client texting you or calling you and saying, 
thank you so much. My, you know, I'm, oh, I'm not getting divorced because I've been able to really re- reconnect with my husband after wow. so many years. And uh, no, now my family's not going to be pulled apart because of that. And like to get that kind of text, mm. some of the texts that I get literally make me bore my eyes I out. It, it, honestly, it's it's. But that's nice. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like when you get the cards through the post and you get the text messages to say, "Thank you so much." I can't tell you how much you've helped me. It is just overwhelming. So. That's all good. So you are definitely the kind of it's the kind of work for you where it's it's more than work, isn't it? It's your what you see as I guess a mission or your destiny I've to had help this people. Conversation three times this week. <laughs> really? What I do has is not now what I do anymore. It's who I've who become. Yeah. It's who I am. Yeah. So which is great and amazing, but also I have to be really careful to sometimes be able to switch that brain yeah. off because even when I'm out and listening, over overhearing people in the gym pe- beating themselves up, there has been times where I've put, I've tapped a woman on her shoulder saying, eh, how dare you speak to yourself like that? Yeah, great. Because I just can't help it. No, I bet. Yeah, I can't keep my mouth short. But, but that's, I mean, you hear that all the time. You, the way we speak to ourselves is not how you would speak to somebody else. Yeah, I always say to my clients, and I'll say to absolutely anyone, would you speak to your best mate Somebody that you totally adore the way that you speak to yourself. Mm. And if the answer's no, then you've got to change it. Mm. You've got to treat yourself like you're very, you're very precious child. Mm. Because most of us haven't been treated like we are a very precious child. Mm. You know, for different reasons. And, yeah, no, it's really interesting. I, mm. I feel like I could just talk to you all day. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> so... Just quickly, plans then, the studio, the the retreat opening yeah, up. So, when, when will this be open? Mm, well, <laughs> have you ever seen Grand Designs? <laughs> um, we're hoping uh, July latest. And so what we'll do as well, other people who want to run any kind of retreats, you're the yoga teachers, coaches, even artists or um, people who are wanting to run their own courses we're going to be renting out the space so that people can do their own thing here Um, and I'll be running my not just yoga retreats but my transform for life retreats I'm so excited to get my um, first four-day event up and running that'll be a whole other the first one here yeah yeah the the first one here that'll be be... such a kind of momentous occasion for you you know in your own space finally exactly it'll be amazing so so yeah that'll be that we'll be moving forward with that and hopefully by the summer we'll be thriving with that and then I want to get the anxiety released method practitioner training really out there now it's run its infancy I want to get it so it becomes a national brand so that people if they're to go into an office where somebody been trained by me they know they're going to get results Mm. that's what I want so it's so people don't have to see a counsellor for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and not get any results yeah or not be able to just move forward yeah exactly it's all about forward facing stuff so is is there a limit to who you who you will see can anyone get in touch with you and how can they get in touch with you so um, I'm open to all people um, and I, I vet everybody that comes on the training, especially. Yeah. Um, and if I, I, you know, I want them to be able to um, fulfill the criteria mm. of being amazing and, you know, <laughs> serving others. And so people can get in touch with me via my website, which is adele-marie.org. 
adele-marie.co.uk or my email is adele at adele-marie.co.uk. Nice. Excellent. And you can literally train people, like you said at the start of the chat, via Zoom or Skype. Yeah. All over the world, I've got yeah. clients. Wow, mm. really? All yeah. over the world? Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. I've got some in the Netherlands at the moment. And wow. Yeah. And so you can see the cultural differences. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us what you do. Thank your you work, for having me. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it has. Hello to your listeners. Yeah. I, you know, thanks for having me. It's been absolutely fantastic. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, do check out Adele's website and social media because yeah, you're on Instagram as well. Yeah, Adele Marie Coach on Instagram and Adele Marie Coaching on Facebook. Nice. And you often share little inspirational yeah. quotes and affirmations, which you say are key to... Yeah you know daily happiness and positivity so check them out say them out loud yeah and have a good day yeah have a great day thanks for listening guys i hope you enjoyed the chat and if you are struggling with anxieties or stress or just looking for some positivity and optimism do check out adele's social channels she's always posting really uplifting messages and affirmations and is obviously around if you need um, further help do get in touch if there are any particular jobs that you'd like to be profiled as i'm always looking for ideas and i hope you tune in again have a great day Thank you.